0: We are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. Exploring the healing and culture-building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is With Love and Justice for All, with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isla.
1: Howdy, howdy. Welcome to With Love and Justice for All. Yes, that was my southern way of saying hello. Howdy, y'all. I'm Reverend Kelly Isla, co-founder of Project Sanctus. I'm here with my partner in crime and consciousness and co-creation, Reverend Ogan Holder. How are you doing today?
0: Is uh is you saying howdy like that? Is that is that appreciation or appropriation? Cause you're from the south originally, so I guess it's it's no, I'm oh, not. oh you're not?
1: I'm a Yankee dude.
0: Oh, my bad. Sorry, it's, it's just your uh, mom that lives in the South.
1: Yeah, moving from the northeast to the south. Gotcha. None of us are southerners.
0: Um All right. Um shows how much I pay attention. I'm I'm great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now that you know where I'm from.
0: Now that now that I've been reacquainted to your to your origins, um uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> that was awkward.
1: Yeah, it was. But <laughs> so I'll just keep going. Um this is season three of with Love and Justice for All. It's our official podcast of Project Sanctus, and this is where we have conversations around embodied anti racism, dismantling oppression, fostering liberation, as well as oftentimes pointing to the special challenges that arise um, for spiritual seekers and also spiritual communities, religious communities. Before we jump into today, which is, we're a little, you know, everything we do has ish in it. We, you know, our, our, our plan is to do be doing a headlines podcast on Friday, but we haven't done one for a couple weeks. So Tuesdays when we record, we generally have a specific topic, but we're mixing it up and we're doing some headlines today. It's called America kills and other headlines. But before we dive into that, uh, just always wanna thank our listeners and our subscribers that are here in the US. I think we've covered about 45 of 50 states, um, more than 24 countries around the world, including India, Singapore, the UK, Mexico, Morocco, um, South Africa. It's always a joy to, to go to our Podbean account and see where people are listening from. So welcome. And um, if you want to join in the conversation, you can message us on Facebook or Instagram. Our handle is at Get Our Holy On, so you can follow along and um, and listen and leave comments if you're watching the, the Facebook um, video because we live stream to Facebook. And uh, you could also call and leave a message 413-438-4659. That's four one three Get Holy.
0: So just a couple reminders, Um, as always, um, our affinity groups are running on the first and third Wednesdays of the month at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. Every first Wednesday, it's a communal group where we're all together. And on the third Wednesday, we split up into two groups. Uh, Kelly works with the white bodies. I go have some fun conversations with uh, the black, brown, and other bodies. And It's where we are in spaces where we can really uh, drill down into these um, kind of challenging conversations, and often, sometimes, just have fun while doing it. Uh, This is this is inner work, but it isn't always just laborious uh, inner work. We we do have some great conversations sometimes, and um, those who've been in our affinity affinity groups can attest to um, the safety of the space. In order to you know, we're gonna make mistakes while we do this. We're gonna trip up over ourselves but we are also going to be models for learning for others so whether you are new into this work of uh dismantling system of oppressions or you want to get more involved this is this is the place uh to go and um if you may have noticed that we don't have much else going on right now it's because we are actually behind the scenes working on on an interesting new project that is taking up a lot of time so stay tuned just just Teasing you uh, on that one. And also, um, we are always grateful for those who help support us with your donations. It's what keeps the train running, it's what keeps this pro- podcast free, uh, for example. Um, so, if you'd like to support us and help us out, um, this is a big chunk of our livelihood. And this is work that we are dedicated to be doing regardless but it helps when we can you know pay rent and buy food. So if you'd like to help us pay rent and I want to and, and I
1: want to feed my cat
0: too. And 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 feed Reverend Kelly's cat. Um, yes please. Um, head over to projectsangus.com, hit the donate button and we also have uh, some extra special stuff for folks who become regular donators. Um, so please visit us let's jump into the news ish it's news ish um america kills and some other headlines you might have missed so we're recording this it is may 23rd and the associated press just dropped the results of a year-long exploration Mm. of how racial health disparities have harmed generations of black americans now what's really fascinating about this and we're going to we're going to uh, explore some takeaways you can just go to apnews.com and 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 read it for yourself but what's fascinating about this is that this isn't stuff that happened, you know, in the way back when. You know we always want to phrase or some of us always want to phrase, you know, the atrocities of racism, the overt atrocities of racism as a thing that was part of America's past. And what is important to remember is that when discriminations went from being legal to illegal, it didn't mean the harm stopped. And we can't underscore this enough because it's not overt doesn't mean it's not present. And, um, so I'm very grateful for the work the Associated Press did to um, to do this work. And they cover it from birth to death. This is the other part that's both like horrifying and um intriguing to read. Uh, they write from birth to death, Black Americans fear worse in measures of health compared to their white counterparts. They have higher rates of infant. And maternal mortality, higher incidences of asthma during childhood, more difficulty treating mental illnesses, teens, higher rates of high blood pressure, Alzheimer's disease, and other illnesses as adults. And none of this is random. It's not accidental. It's not, I don't know, racially genetic or anything. It's because of the system of American culture and healthcare that is set up.
1: Well, I, and I just want to add one thing. When when you started with, it's not, uh, you know, it's not like in the past. You know, we talk yes. about history, and then, you know, well, then there was civil rights, and then there was this, and, that, and then we had a black president, and so this thinking that you know it's we're. I hear every once in a while I hear someone use the term transracial as though we've managed to move past, and I know I'm. I see your face.
0: <laughs> our our podcast address. listeners can't see my face this would be a great day right. to go to go to facebook and watch the recording <laughs> yeah. of me doing all the faces
1: well so Ugh. and there are there are many um you know i'll speak for the the white folks that i work with and and talk with and be with that really still have that mindset that somehow it's in the past and also the mindset that it doesn't i'm i'm not black, so it doesn't pertain to me specifically. And um, that it's, uh, yeah, just looking at it, you know, that it is front and center, it is current, it never stopped. It's just, we over the last five, six, seven years, just have created a culture, because of some of our leadership, that made it okay to be as racist, overtly racist as you want. And, and um, all of a sudden, now people are you know, you kind of can't not pay attention, but you can still look away, but not thinking, oh, it's a new thing. No, it's always been there. It's just people started giving themselves permission to be assholes and overtly racist.
0: And it's also why it's important that we keep talking about it. So when people ask questions, why do we make everything about race? Why do we keep talking about it? It's because if we don't talk about it, it becomes invisible, it becomes unseen, out of sight, out of mind. We are very, very like, you know, fickle attention folk. Yep. And especially if we are in a position where we are getting great healthcare, then it doesn't really, you know, come across our radar in, because all the other things happening in the world. So it's important when we talk about equity and justice that we keep talking about. These disparities, because if we keep talking about it, that's the only way we will actually perhaps feel motivated to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that change starts with, unfortunately, who we who we elect, <laughs> we yeah. who we elect to govern us, um, and the policies that those folks create. Um, um, so as as we, you know, who they represent, um, ask. At least that's the way it should work. That's the way it was
1: built. Well, we, have to, we have to get take care of some gerrymandering and you
0: know and all the and all the things laws
1: so, that are illegal that have been put in place.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's let's jump into a, a few yeah. a few stats. Um, so, for example, a Black women have the highest maternal mortality rate in the United States, almost seventy per hundred thousand live birth for 2021, which is three times the rate for white women according to the Centers for Disease and Control uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And the 2021 rate was significantly increased from the prior year. So it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Yeah. Black babies are also more likely to die, far more likely to be born prematurely, and that sets the stage for health issues that follow them through their lives. Um, and what are some of the factors that contribute to these disparities? Um, doctors and experts have pointed to the role of structural racism that has created inequitable access to health care, implicit bias, and discriminatory care. And poor health care. And outcomes for Black mothers create issues for the babies, putting them at risk uh, for future health problems down the road. So again, you know, we've heard stories of um, you know Black women's complaints about how they're feeling and their health and their pain and discomfort not being taken as seriously, not being treated as seriously, um, and that's just sort of like the tip of, tip of the iceberg. So, well,
1: and one of the one of the tropes around that is that as a black woman, you're, you can take more. Yeah, you can withstand more. Like you're not really hurting that badly.
0: Yes. So another thing, um, black children are more likely to have asthma and be exposed to certain triggers like mold and air pollution. Um, So about 4 million kids in the US have asthma. And the percentage of black children with asthma is far higher than white kids. 12% compared with 5%. Some of the high rates among black children are tied to genetics, things like family histories of allergies and respiratory infections. But much of the disparity lies in the same racist factors that affect black people's health from birth to death. Um, With asthma, where you live makes all the difference and where you live to anyone. (laughs) You know, well, it might be for some people. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on where you live and where you live often depends on your race. And Black Americans are more at risk of living in homes with asthma triggers like dust mites, mold, rodents, cockroaches, places and, with air pollution.
1: And, and yes. And where air pollution is, you know, living near factories and, and highways where air pollution is so much worse.
0: Yes. Um, four in 10 black children live in areas with poor environmental and health conditions compared to one in 10 white children. And again, these disparities are not accidental. People aren't choosing to live in these places, but it's, they've been built into a housing system that's been shaped by the long standing effects of Jim Crow era laws, slavery. You've heard about redlining, um, much of the communities that have substandard housing or located near toxic sites or or factories that are spewing pollution, um, and these are the same areas that were you know segregated and redlined decades ago. So again, n- and you're probably saying, "Well, why don't they just move?" And <laughs> it's.
1: I was just thinking that I'm like I could hear it coming.
0: Yeah, um, all the above. All the above reasons that have to do with with racism. Again, um, if you if you cycle back through some of these episodes that we've done, we've talked about how many banks, for example, to this day have still been found guilty of turning away um, black um, and, and brown folks who are trying to apply for home loans or um, in in cities with more black and brown um, inhabitants the banks have fewer and fewer and fewer resources um, for those people to, to make of. So, well,
1: so again, income the,
0: disparities, income disparities, you know, all the yeah. things, uh, all the things. So none of these, none of these things are isolated. It's not convenient for people to just yeah. pick up and move. Right. And, you know, uh, side, side note, segue tangent, tangent, because we're coming back. This is a tangent rabbit hole, squirrel, um, it's the same story with abortion access, right? People are like, well, we're going to make abortion illegal in our state. Someone wants to get an abortion, they can go to a state that, where it's legal. No, people don't often have the resources to make a multi-day uh, trip yeah. of hundreds of miles in some cases, hundreds or thousands of miles in some cases, to get um, health care Um, because they may lose their job before they get back. They just don't have the money and the resources to do it to begin with. Um, So, yeah, it's not just go somewhere else. Let's talk about uh, Black teens' mental health. Um, uh, About 50% of Black youth experienced moderate to severe symptoms of depression, and about 18% said they were exposed to racial trauma often or very early in their life just let that sink in about 18% said they were exposed to racial trauma often or very often in their life. And I don't even know what, they don't even have the stat for the sometimes or the infrequently, but those matter too. Right. This is again, often or very often. And a lot of that um, um, encounters first encounters with racism can start before they're even in school. Um, Black teens report experiencing an average of five instances of racial discrimination per day. Young Black students are often perceived as less innocent and older than their age, leading to disproportionately harsher discipline in school. And we've we've seen stories of this where in schools, you know, Black students are suspended more, punished more um, than their white counterparts, even though they are not committing any greater number of infractions than their white. Counterparts. Um, well, and
1: here's here's the other piece to this too, that's not in this article, but um, you, you know, the impact that, and talking about black adolescents, teens, is the impact that culture and language. So, so and what I mean by that is that um, if you put, you know, some white teens teenagers and and Black teenagers or adolescents next to each other, there's a big difference very often in how they express themselves um, and how they express themselves in tone, in language, in, you know, zeal, like there's just, there's just culturally a big difference. And so uh, Black teens more often are pegged as, you know, ADD or behavioral issues or, know pick something uh yeah. and therefore you know they're just given the label whether it's true or not like without without someone actually looking at well this is just how we be you know allowing people to just be how they be recognizing that that, you know, it's almost like comparing, you know, black church to a white church. Black church is much more vivacious and very charismatic and very, you know, emotive and it's wonderful. And it's just how they do church, right? And yep. white folks don't do the same thing. And it's it looks different and, and different kinds of liveliness, or it's just a, there's just a disparity because of culture, because of language, because of music, because of, just lots of different ways that we, you know, you're socialized and and where you live and what you inherit from your mom and your granny and your aunties. And so when it shows up in teenagers, as it gets pegged as some, you know, behavioral issues or a troubled child when really they're just active, you know, and and it's not like it doesn't happen to white adolescents, um, but you get pegged with an ADD or some kind of illness um, that may or may not be true. And then, if it actually is true, he, as this article now points to, not having access to mental health um, support that might be needed.
0: Um, perhaps the most uh, disturbing um, statistic here is between 1991 and 2019, Black adolescents had the highest increase among any other group in prevalence of suicide attempts, a rise of nearly. 80%. That's 80%. Like, oh that yeah. that hit hard. That hit hard. Um uh moving on, um, high blood pressure. Um, high blood pressure played a major role in COVID deaths, especially in the COVID deaths of black people. Um So while it was listed as a contributing factor in 15% of the deaths of white COVID sufferers, the figure for Black victims is 21%, the highest of any racial group. So about 56% of Black adults have high blood pressure, Uh, yours truly is one of them, compared to 48% of white people, and three in four African Americans are likely to develop the disorder by age 55 Um, While only 32% of white individuals with high blood pressure have their condition under control with medication, the figure for Black Americans is only 25%, and it is likely to get worse. Mm. By 2060, the number of Americans battling cardiovascular disease is expected to dramatically increase. High blood pressure rates are projected to rise 27%. So that's about from 128 million to 162 million Uh Americans. Yes. Genetics blame uh, play a part and also poor diets, high cholesterol, obesity, smoking. These are risk factors that often exist at higher rates in black communities. And, um, you're saying, well, wait a minute, this is an individual's health. They can make different health choices. We have to also remember that there are structural inequities that have an outsized impact. So, for example, Black neighborhoods are more likely to experience lack of access to healthy foods or um, an excess inundation with cheap fast foods.
1: Yeah, food um, apartheid.
0: Yeah. Yeah food food apartheid is is the correct term and not we used to call it a food desert but um you know was it was it our 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 friend derek weston who reminds us that a desert is a naturally occurring phenomenon there's nothing naturally occurring about food disparities in black and brown neighborhoods especially in the inner city it is intentional so it is it is an apartheid um system an intentional deprivation of services and, and access, uh, to healthy foods. So, so it's again, none of, none of these things are are disconnected from each other. Um, let's look at one final category here. Um, black Americans are more likely than white people to develop Alzheimer's but 14% of Black Americans over the age of 65 have Alzheimer's compared with 10% of white Americans. Um, and health experts believe that the rates could even be higher. So we know conditions like cardiovascular disease and diabetes um, are known risk factors, especially when they're experienced um, earlier in life, which is, again, more common among Black and Latino populations. Um, depression, um, obesity chronic stress are also risk factors and the CDC acknowledges the impact of quote higher rates of poverty and greater exposure to adversity and discrimination as risk factors as well
1: you know after saying all that I'm I'm actually surprised that it's not a, a larger disparity you know the 14 percent for black Americans. Mm-hmm. Have- for white americans so after you read all those risk factors uh, i'm actually surprised it's not a
0: well so so those so the percentage disparities sound like single digits but remember we're talking percentages of hundreds of millions of people
1: i know yes I. so I, I, I yeah i'm still surprised though that it's not a a larger gap given the the, the list of risk factors that right. impact every body of color and culture you know
0: well Some advocates estimate that by 2030, nearly 40% of all the Americans living with Alzheimer's could be Black or Latino. So there's a projected rise. And that isn't just tied to population growth. Um, While evidence exists that certain genetic risk factors could differ by race and be a driver, the large disparities among racial groups can't be explained by just genetics. The sheer trauma of experience in racism is also believed to be a contributing factor oh yeah yeah speaking of uh trauma of experience and racism florida
1: (laughs) yes where where it goes to live well and healthy
0: so yeah so america is clearly um not great for black people florida even more so Um, to the point that the NAACP has just issued um, a travel advisory for Florida in response to what what the organization described as Governor Ron DeSantis' quote, aggressive attempts to erase Black history to restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida schools.
1: I don't even know how. I'm like at a loss for words. Because every couple days there's something new coming out of Florida that is just an attempt to erase large swaths of people in history and, like, push harder and harder towards just Christian nationalism.
0: Now, what's Uh, interesting in Florida is that they just passed legislation to promote um, education around Asian Americans, Right. They just um, making sure that the history of Asian Americans in America um, is taught in schools and and promoted and highlighted in folks for their contributions. And folks are like, wait, what? Um, And we we have to be clear to note that this is a very common tactic um, in the white supremacy uh, culture playbook of pitting one minority against the other. Right. So now we have this elevation of, oh, we will put Asian-Americans up on a pedestal, but we're going to do our best to keep erasing Black folk in Florida. And of course, there's going to be some resentment, perhaps, from Black folk towards Asian folk as a result of this, because why, why do they get that and we don't get that? Again, the Asian folk are not at fault here. Neither no. are the Black folk. It is right. very intentional.
1: It, yes. And it also um you know there there's also potential for um uh and you know asians and i'm saying this trying to say this delicately because i'm not trying to do a monolith but you know unconsciously comes up the thing well at least i'm not that you know like when yeah Americans first made it here to the north america you know <clears throat> the italians the irish the whomever said well at least i'm not black you know at least i'm not that <clears throat> um or the you know the northern Europeans could say well at least I'm not Irish you know that that you get that disparity going on um you're creating you know fertile ground for that to continue
0: and again, all intentional <laughs> this yes. is this is yeah. not not by accident uh we're being pitted against each other in the name of maintaining um whiteness at the top. So, oh, so is. don't don't be don't be fooled by it, and keep keep your anti-Desantis sentiments nice and loud.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Like, don't go quiet. Don't go. Don't disappear. Like, be speaking out about it because that's how democracy, you know, prevails. And uh, it's really for me, it's it, it it really is becoming less and less pretty quickly like I don't really care Democrat or Republican I'm looking for democracy mm. um, and I'm looking for it's not that I don't care I just I don't think it works to pit so much well are you Democrat or are you Republican I mean it, we can see where most of the the um you know the misogyny and racism and where it's yeah. coming from which party and ch- choose democracy like as I'm if anybody's listening whatever affiliation you have or not We need to choose democracy, knowing that, be prepared to stand up and fight. Speak out against it. Because everything that I don't think. It's amazing that DeSantis has the education he has um, because so many things he does just backfire. Like, no clue. Like, this whole Disney debacle and, you know, this newest thing with immigrants. And um, so they all just decide, you know, immigrants, undocumented immigrants, just that are, you know, construction sites are now not being built. And, um, you know, and, and other industries uh, that depend on undocumented immigrants. Okay, so if they stop working, you're not going to get your mall built, your apartment complex, your office building. And there's this domino effect that I don't think anyone's, I don't think he's thought it through or... He oh, no,
0: no, 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 no. He's, he's thought it through very well. This is very in an intentional again design to to rile up an anti-immigrant anti um um, you know crt as defined by them
1: um yeah but i just think they're they're gonna go broke in the meantime
0: well they don't again someone like him is not worried about being broke he's worried about staying in power and achieving more power it's 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 the quest for power this is you know, he's realized that if he's going to be president, right, he's got to turn this into a politics podcast right now. But the only hope he has to be president is that he's got to appease to, you know, the MAGA base and the MAGA base are never going to turn against Trump. But in the event that he doesn't that the the folks there are some folks ready for an alternative, you know, he's he's got to build up those uh those MAGA bona fides which is being anti-abortion, which is being anti-black, which is being anti-immigrant, you know, all the, all the things. So it's, it's, it's very intentional. It's very intentional. Um, And, and he's tried, I read an article recently where, you know, he's not made any um, bones about how he's creating Florida is how he wants to create the U S Florida is just a blueprint and, if that doesn't scare you enough, people, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh,
1: yeah, and it's, and it's not, it's African Americans, it's Latino community, it's women, it's LGBTQ, it's pick a group that's not yeah. a Christian nationalist that he's going after and attacking and doing what you just said. I just think that, and maybe I'm too Pollyanna, I just think that the the backfire, the backlash from all mm-hmm. of that will be his room. Ru- Will be his ruining.
0: We can only hope. Well, we can there, only are, hope. there
1: aren't enough people after all that to elect him. I mean, I get MAGA is there, but they're mm-hmm. not a big group. They're just super loud and drive everybody away.
0: And 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 this is why again he's he's letting his policies do the talk and not so much the crazy yeah. loud rhetoric that the former president did. So. Um, Speaking of speaking of being scared um, um, in the U.S. um, So we have the travel advisory against uh, for Florida for black folk. But we also have travel advisories for the whole country from other countries.
1: (laughs) I'm like, really?
0: Uh, Yes. Due to rise of uh, in crime and fatalities especially here okay. in the U S like, you know, random, random gun shootings and gun death um, increase hate crimes, violence, sexual assaults, all the things, there are some countries that are warning their citizens about traveling to the U S. Um, so for example, New Zealand, um, Canada, Australia, United Kingdom, France, Venezuela, and Uruguay have have shared why, you know, this this is why we have to caution our people when going to the U.S. And I'm sure there are more countries that are on the list. I know when I, when I go home to Barbados, folks are like, why do you keep going back to that country? Why? You yeah. don't know. You work online. You have us. Why? Why do you keep going back? Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I keep coming back because I have friends here. Um, I love parts of this country. Um, I feel like I can't be part of the solution by escaping it. Um, and, you know, dating, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just happy dating here in the U.S. Yes. <laughs> much, you
1: date everywhere. So you have to move around.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, much, much better, much better dating options here in the U.S. Anyways, uh, New Zealand um, yes. says uh, there's a current travel advisory level is a toe to four, which means their advice is uh, exercise increase caution. Um, New Zealand warns that individuals or groups may target the U.S. through terroristic acts in areas where tourists frequent. So they're worried about um, acts of terrorism. Uh, Canada um, reminds its citizens that in the U.S., it is legal in many states for citizens to openly carry firearms in public. And- yeah,
1: Canada's Canada's uh, <clears throat> gun laws are are so much I, it's why they don't have mass shootings like us so I yep. I have friends in Canada that are they're like just come move here I'm like okay yeah <laughs> Does-
0: yeah they uh there there is a there is a direct correlation between stricter gun laws and less mass shootings and gun deaths I mean yep. it's it's not magic <laughs> it's no the science people it's it's the science
1: it's the guns like <laughs> it, it's the guns people it's it's the you guns know, we have we have Fifty percent of the world's guns in the U.S. and yet we're five percent of the global population. Yes,
0: yes. It's the guns. It's the guns. It's it's the guns, um, not the people, because because every country has people with violent tendencies. Every country does. Yeah, every and every country... country
1: has. We all kind of have, and these countries in particular, similar mental health issues. Yep. Um. It's and yet every time there's a mass shooting. They go straight to mental health thing. I'm like, no,
0: it's the guns. It's the guns. Yeah. It's the guns. Canada advises its tourists, because of the increase in mass shootings in the U.S., to, quote, familiarize themselves with how to respond to an active shooter situation. I'm sorry if I'm reading that. Like, I'm not going there, although I am here. So I may have to rethink that.
1: Well, and Anne... And just, on a, I mean, as, as crazy as it is, as much as I never wanted to promote an active shooter training, right. you can go online, go to a FEMA, 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 or Federal Emergency Management Agency in the U.S., and take a little one-hour active shooter, you know, what to do in an active su- shooter situation. So you can actually go online and learn, um, and again, it's not something that I really want people to have to learn, and this is the U.S
0: this is the us yes hence our episode title america kills um right let's let's have some good news that you know we start we we, let's end on a let's end on a high a high-ish note um yeah the uh so um this this certainly falls under the category of better late than never and also about goddamn time uh the fda eases the ban on blood donations from gay and bisexual men i mean finally i I mean jesus how long has it been so so there's been this long-standing prohibition of blood donations from gay and bisexual men um and that is connected to the 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 rise of AIDS and HIV in the eighties, right? Because remember remember when uh, HIV and, and AIDS was on the uptick, it was predominantly in, um, it primarily affected gay men. So they were like, oh, if you remember that far back, this is a gay disease. And therefore we will ban gay and bisexual men from, um, donate in blood because it'll probably be tainted what i want to say was i think there's tests for that though right Like <laughs> test blood don't isn't that yes. standard operating procedure regardless yes. of who donates yes. blood yes. anyways um and this is uh you know it, it's no one no one is no one can argue that that's not a discriminatory um practice especially after it turns out oh look AIDS not just gay men Right.
1: No, in fact, it was in uh, 1981 that it first started popping up. And, and originally, before it was called AIDS, it was mm-hmm. called GRID. Oh. Gay, gay, GRID, G-R-I-D, Gay-Related Immune Deficiency.
0: Oh, I did not know that.
1: And that was in 1981. And then it, uh, you know, it eventually changed to AIDS, just acquired immune deficiency syndrome. But no, it was initially called GRID.
0: Goodness gracious. Um,
1: So what is that? 40 years later, 50 years later? Now,
0: to be to be clear, it's it's still a small step. We're not we're not all the way there yet because there's going to be like this questionnaire um, that is um, involves learning more about um, recent sexual activity. So, you know, if someone has had multiple sex partners and anal sex in the last three months, um will probably be turned away. Again, I feel like that's a lot of heterosexual people, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I still still don't understand this. Uh the policy would also preclude blood donations from people taking oral PrEP. Um that is a that is a medication um designed to to prevent HIV uh restriction because um, that might produce false negative results during blood screening, um, so I could sort of, kind of, maybe understand that. Would, that. Although, yeah. although, again, again, if the issue is the issue is we want blood without that's not been infected by HIV um, by the virus, and I'm taking medication to prevent me from getting the virus, I think that would be in the plus column. <laughs> I'm just, I, I mean, again. And, well,
1: not, and and uh-huh. the reason it wouldn't be is because it's not a hundred percent.
0: Right. But also tests like Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Aren't people are they testing the blood regardless?
1: Well, and I would want I would want um like stop mm-hmm. taking the medication, stop having sex. Yes and then, you know, like have my blood tested with nothing, you know, um without the medication potentially masking something, you know, not having right. any I just having, you know, that's how Frank died of AIDS. So mm. um, I I lean a little more towards just stop having sex for a month, you know, or two or stop taking the medication so that you get a, a clean baseline.
0: Right. Is what I mean, um, so why is this important now? Because there's a blood shortage and mm. for years and years and years, um, healthy gay men could not donate. Um, so uh, gay and bisexual men could not donate um, and it, it wasn't like it wasn't like they donated and then you know something came up in the blood. They were just turned away um um because of who they are. Um so um yeah. this update allows uh, blood donation companies to use a more evidence-based way to reduce the risk of HIV transmission while getting more donations. Um so glad um the and The LGBTQ advocacy group have uh, applauded this change, Um, but they're but they're also uh, but they're also criticizing FDA for turning away uh, folks they can prep, um, saying this will add an additional stigma. But again, you know, baby steps, baby steps forward. So overall, big picture, good news, still some more work to do on this.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, and I confessed when I saw when I saw the article, I thought, Oh my God, I didn't even know the ban was still in effect.
0: Like it, yeah.
1: just, it it'd been so long, I guess, again, like an assumption, like the way I assume a lot of things that, cause I don't hear it. It's not on my radar screen. All I right. guess it's gone away, which is a, it's just an unconscious habit. I, I hope I'm not the only one who does that periodically with things, but I read it and like, really, I didn't even know that was still.
0: A still a thing. thing? Yeah. You would think it wouldn't be a thing in this day and age, but it was still it was still a thing. It was still a thing. Um, some other good news: um, the NB the the the. So, oh, sorry. Pop up ads on websites. That the music starts know, playing. They're
1: so annoying. <laughs>
0: uh, the WNBA season has started, huzzah! Mm-hmm. And and centered around this is the return of Brittany griner um i should hope that everyone remembers um the 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 seriously what is we another another pop-up ad i don't know listen okay so while i'm reading the story if you keep hearing music playing the background i'm not i'm not getting to the ads fast enough um but uh, Britton Griner, if you remember, she was detained in, in Russia for quite some time. Um, in fact, she hadn't played basketball. It's been over a year since she's played basketball um, mm. because she was found with a small amount of um, medical uh, marijuana or or hashish oil, I believe. I um, think
1: it was hashish oil, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, even though, you know, and she'd been playing in Russia for years because, again... Um, income disparity in sport between men and women um, generally uh shout out to i believe uh, the tennis is the one sport where i think um um at least in the in major major competitions and i think some of the smaller ones now too there's there's equitable pay between men and women and uh uh, Serena and Venus Williams were two of the players that really were instrumental behind making that happen because they were like, uh, more people are coming to see us play than the men's draw. So why are we making less? Right. Um, so there's that. Uh I believe um the women's soccer also made was, a yeah, huge... I was just gonna bring
1: that up. I, I think I thought I remembered that as well.
0: The yeah. yeah, Yeah. So um um women's professional basketball here in the US, WNBA, still some steps to go, but the season has started. Brittany Garner is playing. Um, there is increased viewership from the 2021 season to the 2022 season um so that, and they're expecting these numbers to uh, go up as well um and yes, you, we, if, we, we, if sorry ugh, you know i'm just gonna get off this page this is I, sorry i'm sorry folks daily mail website stop stop I, I know, daily mail come on anyways so so um, and, and after after the recent uh, final four shenanigans, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up look up the final Four women's tournament and CAA tournament. Um, after that and uh, because the headlines that were made there, um, the the interest in women's basketball is now peaking. I'm happy for that. Basketball is my game stayed up way too late last night watching NBA playoffs, um, seeing LeBron James getting swept um, and the Western conference finals. Um, but, um, but yeah, WNBA is back and, and it's a great time for it to be back. I believe they are, uh, I think the preseasons over or the preseason just started, but when, and regular, when the, when the men's NBA wraps up, I can just transition right over to women's basketball and it's going to be all good. So welcome back, Brittany Griner. Um, welcome back to the court. Um, she's playing very well and, yeah. Equity, equity for women in sports, please. It's way well, another thing that's way over do. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yes. Well, the uh, and the other thing about the WNBA is that they're getting record like uh, app, uh, it's not applications, not the right word. But there's, you know, more women, you know, moving that direction and wanting to play for the WNBA than there are spots. And like really getting a, a huge gap between those wanting to play and being scouted and what's really available, which is fabulous. Um, You know, in terms of um, one, there's people actually out scouting, you know, it's just everything about it is, is WNBA is growing in terms of audience. That means income. That means, um, you know, raising up uh, young, uh, young women into, you know, sports um, more so than just figure skating and gymnastics and
0: Um, yep There's that um okay so we're gonna end on that high note because yeah there's too much in the world that's not great right now but (laughs) on the high note uh as always uh thank you uh for listening uh to this to this humble podcast um, thank you for sharing it with your friends, um, letting them know that they can find us on all the podcast platforms. And if you still have that one friend that does not know what a podcast is, they can find us on the old school interwebs at withloveandjusticeforall.podbean.com. Please visit projectsanctus.com to make a donation to keep this train running and keep this podcast free and to support the work that we are doing to dismantle all the isms and create a world of love justice and liberation so until we meet again
1: let's get our holy on